the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. The things that we're missing live sporting events, concerts. On one side, we've got states like New York and California that are saying we don't want events of more than 10 people or 50 people or 100 people or 1,000 people. We don't want that for a long time. I think the earliest that Gavin Newsom has said and Santa Clara, Santa Clara is where the 49ers and the San Jose Sharks play, has said November 2020, the earliest. Wow. So sports franchises are are quickly trying to figure out how can we get people into stadiums because we do need the ticket revenue. We want the television revenue as well. So we'll play in an empty stadium if we need to. But less ticket revenue going forward. Maybe the rates will go up for television. Maybe we'll have seen the value of it. Or companies like Google and Amazon say, now's our chance. People are using more television streaming than ever. We can get into the business of sports. I questioned again the inflation side of it. I was talking to my producer during the commercial break, and I said, I think my my credit has gone up 50 points in the last six weeks. You know, you use something like Credit Karma. Good app. Solid app. I like it. It could actually warn you that someone has stolen your credit. Um, It's free. um, And it teaches people how to improve their credit. I think it's wonderful for that alone. But my credit has gone up because I've kind of got some of those rotating balances a little bit lower. I pay off my credit cards every month. I've never had that 25% fee or that 18% fee or that 12% fee since I was it's probably 18 years old, but my credit score is improving. And I asked the question, I bet a lot of Americans are. I'm not getting a haircut, saving a little money here, a little money there, but I'm also not doing things like, let's go get a back massage or let's go to Hawaii. And that's the big one, the restaurants and the, and the trips. Um, so there are some improvements. I love that because I know if I'm doing that, other people have to be enjoying that on some levels. Um, I question, though, like, will the sports leagues be able to come back full service? And when I look at a Raiders game or a 49ers game, this is just me being mean. I've got mean in me. I've got sarcasm in me. I've got cynicism in me. I see a lot of poor people in the parking lots. And when I say poor people, I'm just like, people who aren't going to have a good age 60 to 100, they're having a wonderful 20 to 60. I see their future. And, you know, one of my big fears is future Rob comes back on a pretty regular basis and says, hey, Rob, you probably should never have sold that apple. And so, uh, like, I keep talking to my future self. It's a pretty good conversation. But I see people at sporting events, I go, how can they afford that? And to me, for instance, um, 
I don't know. I don't know if edibles takes off because $12 beers, whew, that's pricey. And I don't, do we roar? Do we go full back into sports and does sports? Let us get full back in. Um, when you're talking about like an arena, I saw one study this weekend that they're looking at every other row <laughs> in a sports arena, or is that just too weird for you? And again, I have a neighbor who's like, I'm not going out to a restaurant, nor am I having anyone come and bring that food to me. It's too gross. There are too many fingers touching it. I don't know if he changes or softens in the coming weeks, months, probably somewhat, right? But there's a lot of stories out there right now on what does it look like in 2021? 2020, disaster year. 2021, how much do we recover back to 2019 levels? It's not going to be 100%. Therefore, when we started 2019 and we said, wow, when we ended 2019, we said, wow, the stock market's gone on a 10-year run. It was going to be tough to get the markets higher in 2020. They started that way. It looked like in the polls that Trump would win re-election over any Democrat. Now that's brought up in serious question. Um, and again, I'm not making any political comments here, but Wall Street definitely wants Trump more so. No, no, a positive Wall Street definitely wants Trump more so than a Biden. And again, I'm not making any political comments here. Don't get mad at me. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Oil is still a disaster. So when you go through the markets today, and I'm seeing all my friends in the market, the Dow, S&P 500 is up 1% exactly. The Dow's up 1% exactly. Um, the NASDAQ's up 1.01%. The Russell. Then I see oil down 26%. I'm like, what's going on there? Oil's got a tricky thing. They take monthly deliveries. And in the short term, everything's full. So where do you put it? Do you spill it into a river? That's not a bad idea. Okay, it's a horrible idea. But where do you put it? Um, Trump said something vaguely interesting, and I, I didn't quite get it, and it was never really developed. I strangely like the idea in my head, but I don't think he even said it because I can't find any evidence of it. He said, maybe the government should be buying three years of plane tickets. And I, I'm just extrapolating that a little bit. What if the government got into the business of reselling plane tickets to me and my family to go from here to Hawaii? I'm like, well, that'd be a okay use of their money because they'd be getting it cheap and they could sell it to me for cheap plus 10%. Um, the airline industry would get their money. Like I, I could see some positives. And I was like, I was trying to see if this is even vaguely possible in my head, having no, I, knowing nothing knowing nothing about the, the legal possibilities of it. I was like, and the same thing happens with oil. Like, why? It's delivered on a monthly basis. So the June contracts are going to go to zero, or the May contracts are going to go to zero because there's no place to put it. I heard an analyst last week use a phrase that I haven't heard in 20 years. And he said, there's a lot of oil on the water. And I'm like, okay, that's not good. Oil, water, no good. But then you start thinking, it's in the tankers. And it's just driving around and has nowhere to go. 800-516-1220. Get your calls on the air. Stocks are rising despite oil's plunge. Jim Cramer is saying on CNBC today, oil has to go to zero again. Now, a contract does. But it's pretty interesting, right? Ooh, Saudi Arabia bought a huge stake in Live Nation. Live Nation is one that I'm 
I want to pull the trigger on and I will at some point, I think, um, when do concerts go back? I hate live nation, but I want to own the stock. It's a weird conundrum, right? Um, I started taking my kids to concerts and I want to take my kids to more concerts. I want my kids to live and, and enjoy concerts in their life. I love live music. There's nothing to me better than live music. It will be a major bummer for me one day when I can't go. And I'm not one of those guys. I don't want to be like 70 years old and dancing at a, a festival, like a wine festival. I don't want to be that guy. I, I still want to pay for the concerts. And I say, I still enjoy that, you know, get to your seat kind of thing. So live nation ticker symbol L Y V is going to be interesting to see how fast they roar back. But they also have a lot of debt. So it's not as clean as a company with cash waiting to come back on. It's not a light bulb. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Also at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. I get a lot of joy from this. It's probably aging me a little bit, but I still like it. Scott Minard is the chief investment officer at Guggenheim Partners, and he said something pretty interesting today. And again, I, I, you have to dig for information. You have to understand who you are philosophically before you can be a successful investor, in my opinion, because you don't want to get you don't want to be making this stuff up on the fly. But he's saying that he doesn't think he's not optimistic that the economic recovery is going to be a V. He thinks it'll be a tepid rebound. And he thinks there's going to be a populist revolt to address massive inequality of income and wealth in the United States. One of the things COVID-19 will go down on history as, we became a little bit more socialist of a country. Now, you may look at that word as a bad word. You may be thinking, oh boy, that's, that's, that's fighting words. He's trying to say capitalism versus socialism. He's, the next thing he's going to say is Karl Marx. I'm not going there. I'm not going to pull out a Hitler. I'm not going to pull out a Karl Marx. I'm not going to pull out anything, okay? After Germany went to through World War One, they left it a very, very poor country. And that opened the door for a populist guy named Hitler. <laughs> okay, maybe I did go there. But the, the poverty opened the door for social programs and social motivation. It wasn't capitalism. So we're moving closer to it. And the way I, the reason I'm saying that is $3 billion? No, no. $3 trillion has been pumped out to say, here, take care of yourself. Here, take care of yourself. Um, and I, like the small business loans, they're, they're being handled very, very poorly. Um, I've got, you know, uh, friends who are taking them and I'm like, um, it's kind of like when you have a friend who's not wearing a mask at a grocery store and you're like, shouldn't you have a mask on? Or a friend who says like, oh, I'm going to the beach this week. And you're like, shouldn't you not be going to the beach? Same thing with these loans. A lot of people are taking them and they're like, you're like, do you really mean that? Um, but this, this strategist is saying that the policy responses, including trillions of dollars by the Federal Reserve 
trillions of dollars by the United States government going into the system, direct payments to individuals, debt purchases, grants, forgivable loans. Um, he's saying 26 million Americans who have thus far applied for unemployment insurance. Uh, we're going to see unemployment around 20%, probably in some groups, in some areas, as high as 30%. And he's saying, I can't fault the Fed for the good intentions of trying to do everything that they can. But ultimately, as I was talking to CFP Chad Burton, and I can't give out a lot of details here. We both know some people who have worked in the last few years who are getting unemployment checks and they don't really, they didn't think they were in that position, right? And if you've worked in the last three or four years, and maybe you're a student, you can apply for unemployment and you get it and you find it's like, whoa. So we're hearing stories out there right now that for the, I saw one woman who owns a nail spa, not a nail a spa spa. So think of it like massages. She went out and got a small business loan, but it took her about two or three weeks to secure. And during that time period, her employees learned like, well, I'm going to make X amount of money on unemployment. So they started filing for that. And then they find out, well, I would have made more on unemployment than by having my job saved. I, and there's kind of a, I'm not going to use the word sickness, but I know a couple people who are on disability who they get kind of used to watching TV in the afternoon and they kind of have enough on the disability to cover. And again, their skill sets aren't great to begin with. So they're kind of like getting used to it. Minyard is talking about that on, you don't just throw out $3 trillion and not get some people kind of like used to it. But also coming out of this, we're going to say, we want ventilators. And we're going to say, you know, uh, 2022 election topic. Governor Newsom is running for president of the United States or something like that. It's like he wants to get ventilators for his state. And that's going to take what? Tax money, right? And how do you, how do you get more tax money? Because we didn't have a good ventilator plan before. So now we have a new ventilator plan. Some wealthy analysts are saying socialism is not even necessarily a good thing in a capitalist market. But again, I, I don't care either way. I don't have a dog in that game. Or a dog in that fight. Um, I don't. I can see both sides. Oil's plunging thirty percent today to trade below thirteen dollars a barrel to start a punishing leak. We have to see shutdowns in the oil field, and we're going to have to see some mergers and acquisitions. We're going to have to see a company go bankrupt, or damn near bankrupt, or we're going to have to see Warren Buffett step in and say, "I always wanted to own an oil company, and I bought one today in cash." <clears throat> We're not there yet. And please don't get me wrong about my comments on capitalism and socialism. A lot of people see this as when we go back, it's going to be a little bit different. Let me give you an example. Um, I have a friend who got furloughed, and it's a big museum, and they're going to like, oh, let's do a big announcement to all the employees, and let's let all the employees ask questions. And the questions that were on the call to the director were like, how much money do you make? And I'm like, you're not supposed to ask that question. How much of a pay cut did you take? Because we know what we took. And I'm like, you're not supposed to ask your your head boss that question. You're not even supposed to ask your manager that question. <clears throat> or are you? So there's there's some thoughts that there's going to be some entitlement for the millennials. And they're going to say, you know, this isn't right. 
Boeing said it's going to make news today. The problem is it's not the type of news that investors want to hear. They're having a shareholder meeting. Um, they're, will they get their 737 MAX ungrounded? Will airlines step up and buy planes? Will airlines step up and lease planes? Will airlines step up and increase capacity? Not for a while. There's nothing but bad news there. I'm Rob Blackhawk and all things financial. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. We're very optimistic on the markets right now. When I say we, the sentiment, we're talking about reopening governments. We're talking about reopening beaches. Not a lot of them, like Georgia. Who knew? Um, How does it go? It's going to be in the news in the next couple of days. We'll probably see a lot of people saying, these guys are idiots. These guys are geniuses. These guys are idiots. These guys are geniuses. But we're getting some economic activity. We're starting to see some economic activity out of China. And that's good because when China and the United States shuts down and says, we're, we're not coming out of our house, ski guys, you can't use our football. And our football being the world economy, it's bad. You see oil get backed up because if U.S. and uh, China, either the manufacturers or the consumers of the world, shut down, it's, it's kind of one-two punch. But now that we're starting to see some pollution in China, we know that we're going to be talking about, well, April will be better for China than March did. And if we continue to see that in the United States, we'll say, hey, uh, month to month, we're looking better. But that's pretty optimistic. There's a ton of cash on the sidelines. Markets aren't really going down. Not necessarily going up, but they're not going down. Um, there's still a love affair with quality growth stocks. They're heavily weighted. They influence the broader market. As the S&P 500 top 10 stocks go, so goes the S&P 500. You can almost say 11 through 500, not as important as the top 10 because they're the biggest. There's still a lot of expectations that the news will be positive over the next two months as far as COVID infections and deaths go. I think we're all ultimately relieved that New York didn't need that big naval ship, that their hospital supply caught up with the demand. But again, we're watching very optimistically that we're going to hear good things. For instance, we're not thinking... We heard it last week, and we acknowledged it last week that, yeah, coming back in the fall, you know, August, September, October, when the flu season starts to hit again, this time it's going to be flu season with COVID and with no COVID cure still. That will wreck the world because we had a lot of people hospitalized with flus this year in flu season, and COVID hit in late flu season. So there's a fear that it'll be a one-two kind of hospital push. The good news is I think we've learned a lot. The bad news is, like I said, I think it's going to be, I I think healthcare will have changed. Um, I know that it was going towards more cleanliness already, but 
I, I don't think that's change. That's going to change. It's going to get more strict, not less. Um, the market optimistically isn't going to see a lot of earnings growth in 2020. Plus, we're also going to get an election this year to pay for some of the stimulus or to help offset it. We're going to see higher taxes. I expect capital gains taxes to go higher. And some people would say, good, rich people should pay higher taxes. Yeah, the problem with that is sometimes the unintended consequences of that is that they stop buying those investments and stop helping those markets. I get it. But we're too optimistically, there's going to be no earnings this year growth. And realistically, is 2021, are we so pent up that we, we act like 2019 completely again? Or will there be a little hesitancy to like not do that and maybe to build up some things like emergency reserves, uh, toilet paper reserves? Oh, the toilet paper. Um, I know someone who was recently laid off and he instantly went to get a job at Instacart. Like, it's interesting to see how people are reacting. So Bank of Japan unrolled a bigger fire hose, lifting its cap on purchases and noting it'll increase its corporate bond purchases. The world is doing everything they, not the world, uh, and I can't say everything they, some countries are doing a better job than others, but we've got the Fed behind us. We've got China's banking system behind them. We both have countries that are led by, I'm not going to say the word dictators, but leaders who they don't want it to be on their watch that the economy collapsed. So the spending is going higher. Speaking of which, on their watch, Kim Jong-un, over the weekend, it was noted that he might have died in surgery because the, our surgeon was had shaky hands. Not a good country to kill the dictator in, or not a good country to have the dictator die on your, your table. Could that be a positive, or could it be a negative? We don't know. Wayfair is up 9% today. I'm always fascinated by the companies that do better than the stock market. The stock market's down one half of a percent today. Is that right? No. Stock market's up 1.25%. I was looking at um, a different index there. NASDAQ's up 1.3%. The Russell 2000, this is nice to see, up almost 3%. So the Russell's up double what the NASDAQ and the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500 is. In the last couple of years, we've been going like, why is the why is the Russell 2000 not getting their day? Why are they lagging? The Russell is a lot of U.S. companies that do business in the U.S. They're smaller companies, and when you're smaller, you typically aren't going like, hey, I'm going to roll out this internationally. You're trying to develop it in California, then you roll it out to the Northwest, then you roll it out across the United States, then you go international. Here's a stock that's been absolutely nuts that we should hit upon ever so briefly is um, Beyond Meat. The stock has had a role. 2019, we kind of like, yeah, plant-based proteins. We get it. We get it. Um, We kind of saw it, right? New economy um, coming out of this. I think there's going to be a place, you know, obviously, we've seen companies like Campbell Soup, ConAgra, General Mills, Kraft Heinz, all do very, very well in this packaged food environment. Will we eventually leave it? I think we'll get back to going to the grocery stores at some point, right? And that's where Costco and Walmart and Target are benefiting. 
we've done stories in the past couple of days about Target and Walmart having so much stress in the last 10 years from not being Amazon, not being Amazon, that they built it up and they built it up. And oddly enough, when there was a rainy COVID-19 day, they were kind of ready for the delivery world. Target said last week, it's not great, but we're seeing Cyber Monday type of action every single day on our website. And you're like, well, 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 why is it not great? And the answer to why it's not great is because a lot of people are buying low margin items versus TVs. So Amazon still, you know, you see where it's going here. So Beyond Meat has had a massive run. Second time. Last year was the first time when we kind of learned a little bit about like, hey, what are plant-based meats? And Rob Black went to the grocery store and Rob Black got a $9.99 package of plant-based hamburger. And you can't tell the difference. And if you have smothered in stuff like tomato sauce, um, call it a meatball and kids don't know any different. And suddenly they're not eating a serving of red meat, but it's also 50% more expensive. So we've been kind of waiting for Beyond Meat to come down in packaging price for the consumer or to roll out into more restaurants. Here's the kicker. <laughs> restaurants are rolling out right now. So... They do have a good future when we start thinking about the restaurant industry coming back. Um, because there is kind of a one, too. When Burger King was out there saying, you know, hey, we got the Impossible Burger, you went out and tried it, and you're just like, hey, I could do the Impossible, or I can do the Beyond Made. And it, it had some kind of advertising, so to speak. Anyway, Lyft up 7% today, Uber up 2%. Now, is Lyft up because it's more of a U.S. play and Uber's more of an international play? A little bit. Zoom Media up 4% on Friday got ravaged a little bit in large part because Facebook said, hey, we could do video conferencing and we would love to. We've been doing it for a while in international markets. And now we're going to turn that on in the United States and we're going to have let up to 50 people. I think Zoom's up to 100 or something like that. And there's all these like little angles on it. But Facebook is pulling one from the Microsoft playbook, right? When Microsoft had their day in the 90s with Windows, their engineers were, were great at coming up with new ideas and new products and like, let's factor this in. But it was the small companies that would come up with new features that an operating system could use. And Microsoft just stole them. Flat out stole them and rolled them on in. It's like, oh, yeah, we could do that. So Zoom Video will be, in my opinion, a very attractive acquisition candidate. I know you're saying, you don't think they can stand on their own? I'm not saying they can't. But if I'm Apple and I got a ton of cash, if I'm Google and I got a ton of cash, if I like, you could take a look at them and go, okay, you went from 10 million to 300 million users in a day. In a three-month period, you, you scaled, guys. Congratulations, kind of thing. If you can do that, does Spotify, does Apple Music, does Apple, do all of these companies not look for new users and users and in user engagement? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money investing and more. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com.
Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Have you run into any COVID-related economic question marks? Have you been affected? Um, oh yeah, for sure. Some of the questions about the economy are, are really, to me, fascinating to see how connected we truly are. For instance, like a kid's soccer team. You're like, oh, yeah. So soccer got canceled right around. We shut down in March, and they stopped doing practices. They never got to games. But then you start thinking about like the people who make uniforms, and you're like, wow, that had to hurt on some levels, right? Except for people that already got their uniforms. So the hurt was on the individual player, right? And then you start getting into, well, they didn't play, but the coaches were hired. Who loses financially here? Does the club? Does the coach? Does the kid? Does the kid's family? I've heard a lot of people um, get really upset with the NHL. I know some season ticket holders, and they're like, just cancel the season and refund the money to people so that they can buy groceries. And I'm like, well, I'm not sure how many people have season tickets or have trouble paying groceries in the two-week period, but maybe over a six-week period. Sure. There's a lot of economic questions, right? For instance... My kids uh, live in California, and California's got something, and this is I'm going to blow the minds out of everyone on the East Coast who is listening right now. We've got something called spring break. I know you got that too, right? We got ski week, which is another week off that the kids didn't get to enjoy this year, the extra week off, or the parents didn't get to enjoy the skiing or whatever you want to say, because the resort's all locked up. So I'm missing live concerts right now. Live Nation came out over the weekend and said, let us be clear. The moment an event is canceled, we will give you the opportunity for a full refund or to hold on if you want to see if it's rescheduled. A couple weeks ago, that wasn't their policy. They had to change and they had to let the world know and that ultimately the investors know. They have a public disclosure thing that they have to do. So a company that has me interested is Vail Resorts because I was talking about skiing, right? And Vail Resorts is publicly traded. Ticker symbol is MTN, like mountain. It's a cute Christmas gift for a loved one who is a skier. And you say, hey, I just bought you $500 of a skiing company. It's a good gift because it may go up to $600 or $700. I know you're saying that's a lot of money for a gift. Okay, a loved one. I don't know. But... Vail and Mountain Resorts has kind of given me some answers on what it's going to look like. They fully expect that they're going to be enjoying a great ski season in 2020, 2021. But they understand a lot of pass holders are nervous and they don't want to sign up right now. So they're going to last, they're going to launch a season pass with Epic coverage. The Epic is kind of insurance and it's free for all pass holders. And it's starting to cover things like COVID-19 and what your pass will look like if you buy now for next year. It's a very capital-intensive industry. So they need your money up front. But they also have to go back and make right for the people that lost March of last season. Ultimately, what it's going to equal is higher prices. I have a, not a fear, but I have an expectation that Things in 2021 are going to be more expensive than they were in 2019. Concerts are going to have to pay more. We're going to have to pay more for the insurance that both parties get in case there's a cancellation. 
we're going to have to pay more for the medical screening. We're going to have to pay more for, you see where I'm going out with this? It happened after 9-11 where airports kind of are like, well, we're going to make sure that this doesn't happen again, so we're going to scan people for bombs. And they created a whole industry, the TSA. I think there's going to be some industries out of this. And I think there's going to be some, um, like I said, higher inflation. I expect it. If I go to a restaurant, I don't want to die. That's the expectation, right? So I, I think they're going to have to do something, fewer tables to get us back. What's going to be the lure? Um, higher quality food? Sure. But all that's going to have a little extra cost tied towards it, in my opinion. I know you're saying that's a broad statement. It is a broad statement. But I see higher prices and higher taxes. Again, not getting political, but you don't spend $3 trillion in a month and not think down the road of, can I spend $3 trillion more? At that point in time, you're like, we need to tighten the belt for a bit. I don't know when that's going to happen. It may not happen today, um, but it should, right? 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. There's so many companies. Like I was just looking through the reports on Cracker Barrel. I know you're saying Cracker Barrel. Uh, in some more rural parts of the country, <clears throat> you know, 10 miles away from big cities, there's a restaurant chain called Cracker Barrel. And they announced that they're going to partner with DoorDash to bring the comfort of Cracker Barrel to guests' homes nationwide. Cracker Barrel is one of those. It's kind of a fancy Denny's. <laughs> I don't know, fancy IHOP. Um, I know you're saying this makes no sense. I've never seen one. They have a store where you can buy jam and jelly on your way out. Like they have a gift store thing, which is surprisingly, um, a big part of their business model. I used to work for a man 25 years ago who loved investing in restaurants that he ate at. <laughs> like he was kind of full of himself on some level. Like, yes, I just bought a stock that I I, I love to death every single day. Every every day I have a delicious breakfast at Cracker Barrel. So that stock's always in my head whenever I see it. I, like, rrr, rrr, rrr. I tense up a little bit. Anyhow, let's talk about the market, shall we? We move towards May. The jobs report's going to be huge the first Friday of May. We're in earnings season this week. That's going to be a lot of information. Did we recover too fast with big blue chip tech? We'll have an answer by the end of the week. Lots going on. Stay with me. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com.